Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim It's a treat during the day. <laughs> it's different, ain't it? Yeah. It's good before the sun goes down. Oh, the water over here. Come on. Cup of coffee. Yeah, I was as soon as I walked in today, I was like, I was like, man, what did I do with my coffee? I just had it in my hand. <laughs> I just had it. What it I vanished. Do? Ugh. How much do you drink a day? Ooh. Um well on, on days that I, I need to be highly productive, um I'll I'll drink a probably a minimum of a pot. But um I always run it through at least twice. Um, and then throughout the day, so I'll, I'll start the morning off with probably like a, say two solid cups, um, just to kick it off. And then two of those cups or yeah. two, like, so you're, that's like two cups in a cup. Well, yeah. So this is like a, I think 16, a ounce? 16 ounce cup. Yeah. So I'll probably like 32 ounces of coffee, you know, before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? And then a rail of cocaine to top it off. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then somewhere around midday, you know, when I, when I, right before the dinner rush starts kicking or something, these are work days now. I mean, you know, so right before the dinner rush starts kicking, usually what I'll do is go in and throw another scoop or two of uh, fresh coffee on top of the grinds that are already in there, (laughs) then run the coffee that's already been in there in the half, half pot left back through the machine to re-energize that you are a fucking animal dude that's some hardcore shit i'm gonna tell you man i mean i like i like being geeked up man when we are busy um everybody else probably don't like it but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh that's the reason why sometimes man you know i think the last time we were on here you know i was telling you that when nick and i worked that that night by ourselves, i was so amped up that we did it you know and i plus i probably had like a thousand milligrams of caffeine in me too you know i mean i had to go to the gym after that but it it does seem to uh to you know i mean i i've I've told everybody i'm like man i just don't think my coffee's working anymore or something like that but everybody else is like oh yeah it is man yeah it is it is like the, the business end of your meth pipe is hot to the touch you know? <laughs> I, kept, I kept waiting for you to say so i drink that 20 32 ounces of coffee then i smoke a big rock of meth then i pour a couple more scoops in there and run it back through then i snort the grounds <laughs> no man i'm you know like uh like i love to drink coffee like right before i go to the gym also oh for sure you, get know, you kind of get really, your blood going get your heart yeah, pumping really get in there and, and just really get after it you know so it's just a boost um, you know, but, but like, just like normal days, you know I mean? Like, like just like an off day, like an off work day, I may only have like, like, um, like a cup and a half just to put it in perspective, you know, yeah. like, like one of these 16 ounces and, you know, maybe a 24 ounce may, and I might be able to, to finish a full two cups throughout the day. Um, but normally like I'll have a cup for sure to start the day every day. And then throughout the day, like on non-work days, I'll usually like drink maybe, you know, a half of one of these right before walking in the gym. Yeah. So, um, but work days, yeah, man, I'm, I don't want to miss a thing, man. If I have to be working for three people, I want the energy to do it. Yeah. So. I, I get it. Well, even back when I worked for you and we were fully staffed, mm-hmm. you still hit the coffee pretty well. You and Rube both mm-hmm. hit, hit the, hit the coffee pretty hard. I know I've told the story, man, about Rube fixing my coffee. 
I don't uh, think you have. Have I not? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so, um, Rube for years, <clears throat> I, you know, before, before Rube got there, man, I just, I would just drink a cup of coffee randomly. You yeah. know, it wasn't like a part of my normal daily routine or anything, but when Rube started working for me, he was, he was like, he wanted a cup of coffee every day. So I bought a coffee maker, got the coffee, all that stuff. And then he just started asking, Hey man, would you like me to cup, make you a cup? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And back then I would tell him, I'm like, Hey, look, man, I would like to have some creamer, some powder creamer put in mine. So he would just, whenever he fixed his cup, he would bring a cup up to the office already creamered up and everything. Just hand me a yeah, cup of little secretary then. He was, was just a super nice guy, man. That's sure. just what he did. <laughs> So I always thought to myself, I was like, damn, man, the the coffee that Rube makes versus the coffee that I make is a lot different. He his coffee is extremely strong. It's got this wang to it that's just it's just blast me out of the seat. So he must be putting like eight scoops of coffee in this thing or something. Well, <clears throat> come find out, after me drinking this coffee for months on end that he would bring me, okay, months go by. And then, you know, like whenever he wasn't working and I'd make a, some coffee, I mean, it would just taste different. So one morning I just happened to be down there whenever the coffee got through making. Okay. So let me back up just a half a second. Okay. One morning I was down there and I, and the coffee was about a halfway through and I reached over to grab the pot of coffee to go ahead and pour me some to go ahead. And, and he goes, well, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and make some coffee. He's like, it's not through. I'm like, what, what difference does it make, man? I mean, there's enough in a pot. You know, I was just looking to pour me a little off. He's like, it ain't through. You can't do that. It's not It's not done. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. All right. So I just let him. It's, it's a sin or something. You can't the yeah. pot. Yeah. Until it, the last drop is through, you know, with the full pot, he was not going to mess with it. So I was like, okay, man, whatever. So now, now one morning I'm down there in the <clears throat> in the kitchen and it just so happens, man, that he's pouring up coffee. And he reaches over and grabs the powder creamer, shakes some off into the cup, and gives it a stir and hands it to me. Now, I'm standing like three or four feet away, and I happen to see what he did. And I'm thinking to myself, good Lord, I figured it out. I said, Rube, have you been using this coffee creamer the whole time? He said, yeah. Well, it wasn't coffee creamer. It was powdered garlic. It's like, what the fuck? No wonder, man. Boy, it tastes so fucking no weird, wonder. dude. You've been shaking off oh my powder God. in my damn. I was like, Rube, that's not, that's not powder. That's not coffee creamer. He goes, well, it's sitting right over here by the coffee, man. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. No wonder. Well, did it taste bad or just taste different? It was just really strong. I mean, it was just, you know, like I was a beginning coffee drinker at the time, you know, so um, so I, I was. So you had had creamer all this whole time. No, it was. It had, it had always been uh, uh, garlic, garlic powder. powder. Yeah, garlic powder. Because <laughs> we'd put some garlic powder, man, in a few of our dishes and right. put a few things, you know, stuff that we did, and it just happened to be sitting oh by the gosh. because the label was peeled off and it was a white powder. He just assumed that that was the coffee creamer. It, it didn't have garlic powder on the box. It had been ripped off whenever something went down. So anyway, man, after that, I told him, I said, okay, look, dude, I'm going to go ahead and, and remedy this. So I, I got the coffee creamer out, which was in this big jug down below oh the coffee God. maker, this big cream colored plastic jug. And I, and I poured it out. And of course, man, I wrote with a magic marker on it, coffee creamer. And so he was like, oh, well, <laughs> so after that, literally, man, after that, I was like, you know what? I'll just take my coffee black. 
Yeah. And ever since then, man, I've just been drinking it black because I didn't want to, I mean, I damn near didn't want to take a chance anymore. <laughs> Unless I have access to the you creamery. Gonna, you going to roll them dice? Yeah. <laughs> now, that's, uh, I always drink my, my coffee. I'd always drink it with uh, creamer and sugar. Mm-hmm. Just the way it was given to me growing up. Mm-hmm. Your grandpa, grandpa would, he poured his coffee and he would get the milk jug and go, bloop. I mean, just like the smallest little splash of yeah. coffee into his, uh, sp- smallest little splash of milk into his coffee. Not a lot, just yeah. enough to kind of lighten the color up. When he made mine, he put a bit of milk and a, a tablespoon of sugar in there and mixed it up so I could drink coffee with him. Yeah. So I'd always fix mine with, with, with milk and sugar, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, the first time I had dinner with Tink's mom and grandmother and brother, uh, went to her grandmother's house and she'd fixed a big dinner. We ate and everything. And and oh, her her uncle Uncle Jake was there also. Rest in peace, Uncle Jake. Um, they were all sitting there, and and her grandmother said, "Jake, do you want a cup of coffee?" He said, "I think I do." And and Tink's mom said, "I, I do too." And I and she and she said, "Hango, would you like one?" I said, "Sure, I'll take a cup of coffee." And so she got up. We were sitting there talking, and I saw her back there make, messing around and everything. She poured coffee up and she handed it out and she sat down. It was black. Well, I'm not going to say, can I get some milk and sugar? You know, I'm like, all right, I took a sip and it was fine. But I, about two years before this, I started drinking Guinness. And Guinness has got a very, very strong coffee flavor from from the burnt barley or whatever they put into it. So, or the roasted barley. So it was very similar to drinking Guinness, only without the alcohol. Ever since that that night, I've always drank my coffee just black. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess your taste change over time. I enjoy more bitter flavored stuff now than I did when I was a kid, of course. You know, but yeah, that's how I got on black coffee. You know, it did, and I brought it up like after we were married. I brought it up to her mom and grandmother, and she's like, "You should have asked. I'd have gave it to you." I was like, "No, it's, it's all good. Yeah, first impressions. I don't want to be. You know, <laughs> look at this weakling <laughs> Come, coming in demanding things." Huh? <laughs> Big monster of a man. Hey, can I have some cream and sugar? <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, now that we're 10 minutes in. And tonight, it's just me and Harpoon here. Joe's feeling a little under the weather. And uh, we're doing this this one while the sun's still up. It's kind of weird. Sun coming through the windows for once. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new thing. Hope you're hey, feeling better, Jiggy. How you doing, Harpoon? Man, I'm, I'm doing great, man. Uh, last couple of weeks, man, I've been really busy. I had lots going on miss alabama just just left this morning she was up for the weekend had a great time with her we always laugh a lot and hang out and she's got a similar sense of humor and you know man we just had a great time this weekend awesome mm-hmm. good deal you get out and do anything in particular or just just chill pretty much since i know you were busy all weekend long yeah my last couple of weekends man have been really busy at the shop um so we've, we've been blessed to, to really be busy uh there um but as far it's it's really been so cold that we really haven't gone and done much outside. Uh, we did go to the gym, uh, went swimming. We uh, sauna, hit the hit the uh, the treadmill quite a bit. Uh, we also last night, since it was a little bit warmer, um, went out to, and we hung out on the deck okay. last night. Um, fired up the the chimney pot. Chimney. Yeah, how dare you? I know Chimney from Miss Alabama. She's wrong. And uh, had some Jello shots, of course. And 
you know, mix a drink, hang out, man. And we just, yeah, we just had a great time. Good deal, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad. It's just so we know a year ago. Yeah. You were just like coming off a bad relationship. Are you coming off a relationship since it was bad? I don't know the details. Uh, you know, and you were kind of down in the dumps and stuff, you know, in over a year, we've got it documented now for mm-hmm. posterity, for posterity, you know, you see this evolution of you like, I'm trying online dating. Oh, this sucks so bad. I can't do this, you know. And then you things you're like you kind of get into the flow of hey, look at these wackos, you know. And then you find a diamond in a rough, yeah. you know. It's really cool to go back and listen to old episodes. It is and see how it evolves. Yeah, you know? it is. And I, you know, and I've listened to several of the old episodes, you know. And I've, I have, uh, I noticed um, a, a similar pattern like what you were talking about. You know, it, it, I was very down. Didn't I? Didn't really realize. Didn't really realized that I felt like what I sounded like. Um, but, um, uh, I was lonely, you know, and, uh, you know, whenever, whenever, um, whenever you have that gap, you know, of, of somebody being there and then all of a sudden somebody's not, whether you physically lose them or, you know, just emotionally lose them, um, or both or whatever, you know, I mean, you have this gap, you know, but, uh, I've been very lucky to, um, to have found, you know, we've, we're, I think we're both very lucky to have found each other. That, and we're so this weekend. We actually talked about, you know, being equally yoked. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we we do laugh a lot, and and um, and it's very cool, you know, to uh, to have common interests. We went to, like I said, we went to the to the uh, to the gym, and and she's juggling, you know, as well, <laughs> right. you know. So uh, it's it's really cool to to, to share you know, fun things together and, and, um, and, uh, <laughs> and she brought up some, she brought, she brought dinner this weekend. She brought a couple of different things. She brought some, uh, uh, chili and spaghetti and broccoli and white beans. And, um, so third, uh, let's see Friday night, whenever, <clears throat> whenever she got here, she was coming in late. She had been out to, uh, Houston for a, um, for a meeting, it was work out there, and whenever she flew back in, she went to the house, pretty much changed, grabbed another bag of clothes oh, or something, damn. and then drove up here. She was just turning around then, pretty much. Yeah, across country, man, just to come hang out. And um, so I, I, I brought pizza home for Thursday night, uh, and she had she had uh, had some food that she had pre cooked and just brought it over for the for the rest of the weekend. And then so Friday night. Or, I mean, Saturday, I'm sorry, Saturday night, she asked me, she said, well, what would you like to have? Would you like to have the chili um, or or the spaghetti? Now, I'm thinking on my feet here because it's a very romantic weekend. It's very, you know, I mean, we're hanging out and, you know, we only see each other periodically, you know. So I'm thinking to myself, hmm, we better save the chili for the last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's eat spaghetti to lower up the, the that before last. Yeah, you know? there's just there, you know I'm thinking to myself somewhere along the line, man, we're gonna have some ass in the air, man. It won't be good to have <laughs> chili and and white beans, man. No, sir. So yeah, we saved that till last night, man. Smart, smart she, thinking. Yeah, she left early this morning. So well, Miss Alabama, I, I hate that I missed you this week. Um, I love you. You're always welcome here. I know. One time I said, you know. Are y'all y'all good for this weekend? A couple weeks ago, you know, and she's like, "I'm gonna be around if I can come." I was like, "Yes, you. If if I didn't want you to come, I wouldn't say, are you good for this weekend?'" Yeah, 
you know, that's one thing about me. If I love you, I'm going to let you know I love you. And if I don't like you, there's going to be no bones about it. I've got no interest in being around you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll make that abundantly clear. Say what you want about me. Say whatever you want to about me. But I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you straight up if I want to be around you or not. Yeah. Um, luckily, I, most folks, I want to be around. Yeah. When I came home, I think it was, uh, I think it was Saturday night. Uh, from yeah, it was Saturday night when I came home from work. She had the she had the podcast on coming through the TV, and and uh, she was just like, "Man, y'all are so hilarious, man." Yeah, she goes, "I love listening to y'all." I said, "I know, man. I, it's a lot. You know, I go back and listen to it, man. I laugh my butt off too." Um, my work week was. Pretty pretty damn long. It was, it was craziness. I had to do an extra run every single night. I mean, no night where it was just kind of okay. Um, talk to the boss about it. a lot of it was not the hospital's fault. A lot of it was coworkers' fault, and had to talk to the boss about that. Um, hoping to get that rectified, which I don't mind doing extra runs. But if someone's there, why am I going an hour out of my way to take something that they could? take because they're sitting there on the computer you know there's nothing else going on so talked about that um oh i'll tell you something that did happen and i was not happy about it so um we've got no second shift person right now on our sunday through wednesday or sunday through tuesday uh stuff it's just the guy during the day and then me and so I've been doing a lot of extra runs, which I've been doing them for months now until they get somebody hired. Doing a lot of extra runs either on the way to my first stop or on the way back from my first stop. Well, I was going to go to on the way back from my first stop because mm-hmm. uh, they had some units that they needed there. I had to go, and my first stop was going to have like some special units for them. On the way up, my coworker called me because he hadn't left work yet. And he said, hey, um, they just put in an order for a for a platelet also. So be sure to be sure they've got that ready to take with you. Like, yeah, no problem. So I get there, my first stop, I get that stuff. Plus I had a couple of orders to go south after I got done there. Two orders to go south. And so <clears throat> left my first stop, came back down through there, and I get there and I told the guy, I said, here's your blood, you ordered, and here's your platelet. He goes, well, there should be three. I said, you, my coworker called and said that you'd ordered one. So he's like, but I put in an order for two more like 15 minutes later. And I said, did you call anybody? Let them know. Well, no. And you're supposed to automatically I, assume. That- he, he's like, well, when can I get them? I was like, maybe tonight. Maybe not. I don't know if we got any at the center. I brought this one from my first stop. Wow. I don't know if we got any available to bring to you. Well, I could really use them. I said, well, you really using something? Is it going to make them appear? I'm sorry. I'll see what it is. But it's going to be a walk. I got two stat orders to run after I leave here. Well, I put that one in stat too. Well, you go to the end of the line. Sorry. Jeez. So I had to leave there. I had to go to. And then to. Well, before I went down there, I stopped at our center to unpack like all the empty boxes out from the night before and to check in some stuff I brought back. Well, they sent back some platelets, so I had some. So when I stopped there, I just went ahead and packed up those two for them. So I went all the way down, dropped off that one, went over to next town over, dropped that one off. They went all the way back to that stop and gave them those two platelets. Damn. 
Well, then I get back um, to our center, and it's almost 4.30 in the morning. And I've been on the road since 7. So I get back, I get all those boxes out that I brought, that I picked up at those other hospitals, unpack them, I go back to put the boxes up, and I come out of the warehouse, there's another stat order on the board. For- wow. That's going to put you over. So I call him. I was like, hey, because he put in that order. This is the guy hung up on me that time. He put in that stat order plus his daily order at the same time. And so I said, can this, can these platelets not wait until, until they bring your morning order at 630? Well, I can really use them now. I just gave away my last two platelets. They only stocked two platelets. I just gave away my platelets. That's why he talks. Just really, oh, I want to crush his head in my hands. I just want to grab him like, like a watermelon and squeeze his head till it pops. One of those people I do not like, as you can tell. Right. <laughs> That's one of the ones. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So throw that in there. Seal it up. Hit the road. Flashers on. I did 80 all the way there. I got I got to that town in 45 minutes. Damn. I was, I was hauling ass. So then when I'm leaving there... It's 5.15 in the morning. Well, everybody's going to work now. So now i got to fight all this work traffic going going back to the town. You know, and that's a lot of a lot of people who live between those two cities work in the town that I work in. Mm-hmm. There's people doing 55 in the left-hand lane. That's crazy. Just, you know, taking their time. I put my flashers back on. And then all, everybody starts moving out of the way then, you know. I had to work. I, I got to leave like, I clocked out like at 6 past 6. Wow! So, so, I did. I did some driving that morning. I want to say, man, hell, that's a hell of a trip. <laughs> man, Fast and the Furious, baby. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, other than that, uh, the week was. I mean, I had to do, had to do some, which I don't mind driving extra at night because it makes the time go by a lot faster. You know, like me leaving our center, going to those two cities, and then back up to that first city, and then coming back. That was a four hour trip. You know, um, so that makes the night go by faster. But damn, those who put them in, they wait the last minute put in an order. We need them now. How many of you know we needed this? Well, since 11 last night, why didn't you put it in then? Right. Yeah. But you wait, though. I could have called somebody to come take it, you know. So, um, dealing with that stuff, um, I've been looking for a new car. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Since, um, got back before the new year. I'd already started kind of, I'm, I'm the world's worst to start looking for something and then talk myself out of it. You know? Um, so anyway, man, you've been looking for a car. Yeah, I've been, so I, I, I'm the world's worst. This, this is how, how most of my shopping stuff goes. I realized I could use something in my life. New computer, mm-hmm. car, whatever. New phone, whatever it may be. Not so much phone because I know kind of what I'm going to get. Um... Vape device, anything. And I'll say to Tank, hey, I think I need blank, a computer. Okay, well, look at it. I'll look for six months. And then she'll say, did you decide what you were going to do with the computer? And I was like, well, I talked myself out of it. This one's still working. She's like, why do you even do it then? You know, but I've had this car um, for almost seven years. That's a badass car. So you got it's It's nice. Yeah. For sure. Um, I've only got like 60 
1,000 miles on it. How's that even possible, man? I'll because of the, fir- <laughs> the first two years, I was only commuting eight miles right. a day. I, drive- I drove two miles to work, <laughs> two miles home for lunch, two miles back to work, right. two miles home. And I was done for two years. Yeah. Um, so I had mentioned to her, like, I think I'm, I'm ready to get something new. Um, a lot of it is I'm tired of dragging my ass on the ground. That car sits so low and everything. Yeah. So she's like, well, you know, start looking. Yeah, so I started like in, God, September, looking at cars, uh-huh. looking around, looking, deciding what I was going to do. You know, I kind of want to go with a truck, but God, man, trucks are so expensive now. Um, even a used truck is pretty, with, with any kind of, with few miles is astronomical. Yeah. Um, just dumb. Um, and I was like, you know, I'd like to go back with a Jeep. I had that Jeep before I, before I got the Challenger. Um, I really like Jeeps, but God, there's, there's not a whole lot of room in Jeeps. You know, I could get with a four door. Hadn't, 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 hadn't thought about that. Well, let me look at four door Jeeps. Well, they're kind of expensive too. God, where sh- and then it was, where should I buy from? Should I go to a regular dealership? Should I go here? Should I go there? Do I want to buy new again? Do I want to go used? What do I, you know? And I'm like, man, I just, <clears throat> so I juggled that around forever. And a friend of ours recommended CarMax because she bought her last car through CarMax. And she had said that the dealing with them was so easy because all their prices are set. They don't try to haggle you. You walk in, you know, and it's, this is the price. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of their cars have been used, even for, if for a short time, they're considered used. Um, and she said, you walk it, you can do all your finance and everything online. If you want to before you get there. You walk in, sign papers, they give you keys. So start looking through CarMax. And plus, if they don't have it on your local lot, you can have it transferred. I think if it's within 100 miles, they transfer it there for free. If it's outside of that, it varies depending on distance. So I went looking through CarMax, looked at Dodge Rams for a long time. Dodge Rams are freaking slick now. I mean, they look like a luxury car inside of them. Really nice. So I thought about going to Dodge Ram. And, um, or maybe like a Dodge Durango SUV. So I mulled that over for a while. I see what they got in Jeeps. Well, I've been looking through Jeeps. I, I, I finally decided on, I'm going to get another Jeep. I, I want a four door for more room. Um, went to look and went to look and I would check every week to see if anything new come on the lots. Cause they have something new on there every day, you know, from a, a certain radius. And I found one. I was like, all the features I wanted, it's at a reasonable price. You know, it's not going to break me. Um, really low miles to be a 2019 model. It's got less than 20,000 miles on it. Nice. Um, so uh, and you go on the computer there, and you just hit the reserve button and fill out your information. And, they, and then they call to verify that it, you wanted it, and then they ship it to your local lot. And so I reserved it. Um, Wednesday or Thursday morning one, and uh, they put it on a truck, I guess, the next morning because it arrived at our local CarMax today, this afternoon. So, yeah, this is another Jeep. Mm-hmm. It's a, a four door, uh, a four door Jeep uh, Sport, out there base model. And so, I'm I can tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to pick up a Jeep. Now, is it a um, like a hard top that you could take it's off? It's a soft. It's a soft top. Yeah. 
just a regular soft top. It's it don't have any. I don't think it's got any options, extra options in it. It's just like they're of course the four door ones are a little nicer, you know. Um, but it's it's a really nice looking vehicle, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it. I miss I miss having a Jeep where you can kind of set up above everybody. You know, <laughs> the, the seats are a little bit more comfortable. That Challenger is a great car. It's awesome. I, I like it a lot. But I've gotten it, my the seats have got nowhere near the support I need. Yeah, and having to like bend down and, and fold myself into that car is getting really old. Um, so I'm looking forward to to getting a Jeep. Congratulations, Ben. That's a big it. deal. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I will I will drive it till the wheels come off of it. Like I did my last one. I drove that. I, I have put almost eighty thousand miles in that on that Jeep for in eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a good vehicle. I just thought I needed, I wanted something new. So I went and bought a new car for the first time and it, and that car has been great. I had any problems out of that car. All yeah. I've had to do is change the battery on it. Are they going to take that as a trade in mm-hmm. or something? Great. Yeah. They're giving me like 17 grand for that. Wow. Yeah. This is like a big chunk off the, off the price of the Jeep, which is helpful. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, it's just cause it has got such low miles on it. You know, that's mileage seems to be like the, the tipping point on a lot of trade-in value. Um, so yeah, looking forward to getting that tomorrow. Hopefully we get over there and get it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, have you seen some of the car prices now? Oh Dude. man. I, I, I just from, just from general market research that I do, <clears throat> um, I, I've noticed that, uh, all cars across the board, man, are really up right now. As far as the price, I've, I've actually heard from, uh, uh, my brother, <clears throat> excuse me uh kevin uh the car lot that he bought his truck from called him up and offered him more money than he paid for yep. it like two years ago it was like hey look we'll buy your truck from you now for x amount of dollars that was like two or three thousand more than what he paid for it a couple of years ago he's like are you serious they're like, yeah, man, they're just, we just, we need vehicles bad. And, you know, people are willing to pay just about anything for them right now. And, um, but, you know, I, I think just because there's a, uh, a possibility of interest rates rising, you know, that, uh, people are trying to lock in as much as they can right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that, that, that they gave you that, that much for your vehicle, you know, well-maintained and low miles and, and a used sporty vehicle. I'm sure they'll sell that just super quick. Um, but, yeah, I know all vehicles are across the board, man, that are up. Me and Tink watched a video yesterday. Uh, there's a channel on YouTube called Donut Media. And I think they may have, like, a bunch of different channels, but the one, one I watch a lot of is, is about cars. And these two of the guys on there, they sat down to um, look at, try to guess car pro- They want to show, show a car, you know, and have like the mileage and everything listed with it and try to guess how much they're selling it for. Retarded prices. Dumb. Like one of them was like a, maybe like a Volkswagen golf. No, one of them, I think it was Jets, like the kind of car Jets got that little sport civic type thing, mm-hmm. like 30 grand over sticker price over window price. What? Just stupid prices. Stupid, stupid, stupid. What I actually was looking at when I started this whole search was maybe getting one of the new Ford Broncos. I think the old school styled Ford Bronco, not the Bronco Sport. That's like a that's a mom van, mom car. One of the new 
retro looking Broncos. I'd heard like the people who ordered them were like over a year behind production waiting for these things. Wow. They're supposed to came out last year. Well, after that, that superconductor shortage happened and they couldn't make them. So they started rolling out last year's model this year. And, uh, so I was like, I'll wait and see if we make any of them get on the lot. I'm sure they're filling all those orders first, you know, well, shit, they had some on the lot, but they were all like the, the upper trim packages, like the wildlands and, and these other packages that they have 70 grand, 80 grand. Damn. I saw one of the first editions, which is like, they were all supposed to be reserved already. One of the first editions on a lot for $120,000 for a Ford Bronco. Not a Corvette. You know, n- n- nothing crazy. Not a Porsche. A Ford Bronco for $120,000. That's from the lot? That's from a car dealership. Damn. Well, I had mentioned it to Dingo. And I was like, I'm thinking about ordering a Bronco, thinking about doing this. I don't, I may go with the Jeep. I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, don't order a Bronco. It was one, a buddy of his ordered one and got it in and put like next to no miles in on it and went and traded it in. Cause he had to get back to the dealership three times to fix problems with it. And he's finally like, I'm, I should have to order a brand new car and then bring it in for troubleshooting every hundred miles. Right. I saw underneath the hood of those things. It looks like a kindergartner made it. Wires and tubes going over the top of the of the engine casing. It, it looks it looks so bad. It wow. looks horrible. You just like a kid like scribble on paper. Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. under the hood looks like. It's just it's shit everywhere. So I'm like I'm on, I'm not going to pay one hundred twenty thousand dollars for a Jeep hey, for a, for a, for a, a Bronco. There's no way, no way. I'm seeing a ton of them on the lots now used with six hundred miles on them, two hundred miles on them. Like oh. I'm I'm seeing what's going on here. Y'all y'all made it. Y'all y'all push this shit out so quick, you know, without troubleshooting all of it, trying to feed feed the frenzy. <clears throat> like you're beta beta testing a car. It's so dumb. That's what all these game companies do now. Video game companies, they they, they announce six years ahead of time they're making this game. Well, it gets the hype train rolling, and people are like, "Why ain't it ready?" And then they, they end up pushing. They end up pushing development further back because they're not, they don't have things quite ready yet. People lose their fucking mind. They're like, fine, here's the game. And everybody's like, why is the game not working? We're like, shit, we told you it wasn't ready, but you demanded it. So here it is. Now you're going to, now you're going to shit on us saying, only thing worse than that is when a, when a gaming company makes a game, says it's complete, hands it to people, then it don't work. Um, and you end up, actually, I don't buy any new games anymore. I won't buy a new, I won't buy a, quote new video games was been out for a year because then everybody who bought it first has beta tested it for you and they've got all the kinks worked out and they've done updates and patches then it's ready to play wow you know they're doing the same things with cars and they're doing with everything cars computers they put a new product out and then like the first day it don't work we'll we'll do an update to it (laughs) i didn't pay two grand for a computer to be sitting here waiting for an update you know when i buy something i want it to work right yeah yeah Oh man, um, man! I've noticed, man. You you got your big jug of water in front of you, man. Are you still doing your gallon of water a day? Still doing my gallon of water a day. Um, no matter how much it makes me piss, I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep on doing it. Um, I've been losing like a pound a week, 
but I, the, the big problem has been the bloat. I've lost a lot of that gut bloat I had. Um, I, I'm wearing shirt, shirts that I'm able to wear because my gut was so big. All that's going away. Yeah. I remember when I saw you earlier in the week, man, you had a really sharp shirt on. You told me that you hadn't been able to wear it yeah. in a while. Yeah. So I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Even uh, though it's a pound a week, I know, man, that it can be, you know, well, discouraging a, or something like that, but it's positive progress. 52 pounds a year. I, wow. I'll, I'll take that. Damn. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> wow. yeah. lose, lose 104 pounds in two years. Yeah. I'll be okay with that. You know, I, it didn't all go on at once. It all come off at once. Right. 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 You know, I, if I could have a magic wand or take a magic pill, I would do it, but I can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a lifestyle change. It is very, and you have to stick with it. Um, I did come get some dough from you the other night because <clears throat> I was going to have a cheat day and I made, I made deep dish pieces in a, in a iron skillet. Came now, out really good. Now the picture, I, I was going to say the picture I saw, man, it looked like it was, it was dang good. It was what damn was, good. What was in it? Uh, I just, uh, pure dough. And then I used just some, uh, piece of sauce and I did, um, Oh, the local grocery store here, mm-hmm. the smaller one has got like, uh, Italian sausage, like in a, like breakfast sausage mm-hmm. tube. Mm-hmm. So I bought some of that pepperoni, got a, an onion and a, a green pepper and threw it on there. Thought it was some, Oh, I put provolone cheese in the bottom of the crust and then put the sauce on top of that. And then topped it with mozzarella. So you got double cheese. You like that? Yeah, it sounds good. That's Chicago style. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a pizza right now, man. <laughs> yeah, we tried to call, we were going to call Friday night and order some pizza from you because I was craving some hot wings. And I called you. You're like, hang on a little line. All right, what, what, what do you want? I want some hot wings. We ain't got no wings. I'm like, I'll give you a call back. I told Tink, I was like, he's getting his ass kicked right now. I'm not even going to bother him. <laughs> Because it was like 3.30. Yeah. We were calling for a 5.30 order. Yeah. It's not like you were already getting just slammed. It, it, this weekend really was was really um, – it was very steady all weekend, you know, we, and w- with a couple of heavy waves right around dinner time. But um, luckily, uh, we have quite a few patrons that will order early yeah. during the day, you know, realizing that just from past experience, you know, if they call at 5.30 – looking to eat dinner at six that everybody else is doing the same damn thing too. So they're probably eating at seven, you know, so now they're ordering at four o'clock instead, you know, they're backing it up a little bit of time because they know it's just going to be a longer wait. But, and plus I've got it out on my digital sign too. order early. Yeah. You know, hey, you man, asked we're, for it. <laughs> we're short, we're short handed, you know? And so, um, I saw an article this week about in Ireland, the small town in Ireland, Two guys walked walked into like a post office with a dude like over their like had one arm of this dude over their shoulders and sat him down and came to collect his pension. The dude was dead. Dude was like weekend winking at Bernie style. What walked this dude into the post office to collect his pension and he's sitting there dead. The thing is, this old man who was dead was well known in this small town in Ireland. So everybody was trying to talk to him, and he wouldn't say anything. They realized he was dead, and so these two jokers go to jail, you know, over trying to collect this dead man's pension and parading him around town. You know, that's insane. I mean, did they think it was going to work? I mean, how many checks could they have got? <laughs> you know, I mean, some of these towns in Ireland are, are like around here. They're very rural, very small. Yeah, and when you've got a guy who's ninety years old. 
that everybody in town knows, and you're going to walk him down to the post office, expect no one to try to speak to the guy? Damn. You know? It's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, jeez. And how sorry do you get to be to try to go collect a dead man's pension? You know, that, that part really... That part really doesn't surprise me as much as 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 dragging a dead body around. You know, I mean, I I, I really, I, I mean, it, it. You know, trying to collect other people's money and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's a shitty thing to do. And and yeah, you're right, man. I mean, I it's normal guys like us. I mean, we wouldn't be thinking in those in that term. But damn, to drag somebody down to the. I mean, what the hell was he supposed to? Oh yeah, Mister So and So, man. We we glad to hear. Here's here's your mail. Or something. I don't know. Man. It's become a problem in Japan. Have you seen all those things? People like keep their dead relatives stowed away like in an apartment. So they, no. they keep collecting their, their retirement pension. Come on, man. I swear really? they, they found, they found not long ago, they found some, some woman who had been dead for like nine years. Her family had been collecting the pension. They just never reported her dead. Holy and it wasn't the only time. This has happened numerous times in Japan. That's that crazy. That is nuts. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, for a couple of hundred bucks, man, you're going to put up with, with, I mean, first of all, the disrespect for the person, man, that, right. that you're, that, you know, that you're holding, you know, I mean, how disrespectful is that not to give them a proper burial and all this stuff like that? I mean, uh, but then, I mean, you'd have to keep them in damn like a freezer or something, or you couldn't keep them in a closet. Damn, yeah. it'd stink to join up. For sure. I don't know, man. That's some that's some wackadoodle people out there for sure. Um, you hear some government news? Sure. The Internal Revenue Service, our favorite agency of the government, I'm sure, mm. <clears throat> is going to start requiring users of its online tax payment system to provide a selfie to a third party company in order to access their accounts. Beginning in the summer of 2022, users who need to log on to the IRS website to access the child tax credit update portal, check online accounts, get their tax transcripts, receive an identity protection pin, or view an online payment agreement, will need to create an account with identity identity verification company ID.me. You know, I did I did see that article. Um, <clears throat> the small part of it that I that I read <coughs> it said that if if you weren't able to provide a selfie, then you'd have to do a video conference with somebody that could verify your your identity and stuff like that. Okay. Now, I mean, there's so much of this, this stuff that now all of a sudden it's important to show an ID, you know, for, for this, for your inoculations and verifications of all that and stuff like that. Why is it not important, man, to show an ID to vote? Because that's racist. Yeah. But what's the difference? Because you're beginning racist. Why are you so race harpoon? Well, why have you got to bring race into this? Now, the the, the argument to that is poorer people who are typically of a minority don't have access to go go get an ID or license, so it's racist to make them show a license to vote. But they have to show an ID to, in order to collect child care. But this is voting. I know. That's what I'm saying. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah. Well, voting in this country has had a long history of of racist overtones to it, like the poll tax. You used to have to be a white landowner or whatever, male, whatever. But if you've got an ID, I'm torn on it. I really am. Call me crazy, you know. 
Uh, the libertarian side of me says I shouldn't have to give the government anything to allow me to do what's my right under the Constitution. The other side of me is like, well, you've got to have an ID anyway to get all these other services you're already getting. Why can't you whip it out at the voting booth? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of back and forth on it. Um, but it's, it's become voter ID has become so politicized. Now you've got to fall on one side or the other. And I, I, like many things to me, there's a lot of gray mm-hmm. in subjects. I know a lot of people who are very black and white. It's wrong or it's right. I'm for it or I'm against it. What, uh, to me, there are many shades of gray in between the black and white. There's different levels to it. Sure. Um, you know, it just, I mean, to me, you know, and I'm, I'm not a political guy. I know you're not. Um, but it just, it just seems like they're picking and choosing, you know, what it is they want, you know, whatever's going to suit their narrative or right. whatever's going to help them or whatever, you know? And I just, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking, well, damn, why not just, let's just, you know, if you got to show an ID for everything or either don't show an ID, let's just, I mean, let's, I don't know. Let's, let's get our shit together. Come on now. Uh, let's get a hand in. Come, come on, on now. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, with, I don't think I should have to show an ID for anything, you know, but I know there are a bunch of assholes out there like these two jackoffs in, in Ireland trying to steal an old man's pension, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with with the IRS, we already use social security numbers, right? Yeah. So why have we got to do IDs too? Because uh, you can't do tax, you can't do two tax returns on the same social security number, or you shouldn't be able to. Yeah, you shouldn't be able. That's to. something they ought to tighten up over the IRS. We got another job. Um, you heard about Mark Cuban's new website? Um, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I think don't you're going to like this one. Which, what was it? Mark Cuban cost plus drug companies, online pharmacy launches with lowest prices on a hundred life-saving prescriptions. No, you heard about this? Not. Okay. You'll like it. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban cost plus drug company or the MCC PDC today officially launches online pharmacy, which is uh www.cost dash plus drugs.com. The launch comes just weeks after their pharmacy benefit manager, Operation was established. Both critical efforts in the company's pursuit to help shield customers from inflated drug prices. So what they're doing is all these drugs that are very, very expensive. Mark Cuban has opened an online pharmacy now, and you can go buy your drugs there at cost plus like ten percent. Wow! So he's like like a uh, he has like a short list here. Like one of them is like a leukemia treatment that I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. The retail price is $9,657 per month. Oh. Okay. The lowest the lowest price with a common voucher is $120 a month. On Mark Cuban's site, you can buy it for $47 a month. Oh, wait a minute, man. They're making over 9000 a month off these people? Yes. yes. Leukemia patients, people who got to have it to stay alive. This is a oh. cancer treatment. Holy smoke. All right. Um, the other one is a treatment for ulcerative colitis. Retail price is $940 a month. The lowest price with a voucher is 102 And on Mark Cuban's site, you can get it for $32.40. Uh, this other one is a gout treatment, which isn't really, that's painful. It's very painful. Retail price is $182. With a voucher, it's $32. On Mark Cuban's site, it's $8.70. That's incredible. So yeah. yeah, he's got this all set up now. Um, he, he's see as a registered 
pharmaceutical wholesaler, the website can bypass middlemen and all the outrageous markups. So he's getting it direct from the drug companies and selling it at the cost plus 10%. So is it just all through the mail? It's got to be, yeah. Um, There's a whole article there. You can just look it up online. Just look up Mark Cuban's cost plus drug companies online pharmacy. And you'll be able to see everything they do put in. If you if you're on a prescription that you need for a certain treatment, go check it out. Yeah, might be able to help you out. If you can get it cheaper, you can get it with your insurance. Save those deductibles. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, why not? Just pay out of pocket. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. I had um, I just uh, during this weekend, um, while uh, Miss Alabama and I were at the gym. They had a. Uh, I've been. I've been. I, I'm, I'm already a member of one gym. This is a, a different gym that that has different amenities, and they had a sign up program. Well, I've just for the last well since COVID, I was a membership. I, I did have a membership over there, and then when COVID started, I, I canceled the membership. And and since that point, when I started going back, I've just been paying a each time like a ten dollar fee to go right. in. Well, they had a they had a uh, uh, end of January special where they were eliminating the sign up fee and had a reduced monthly cost or whatever. So I just decided to go ahead and, and re-up while I was there. Well, anyway, part of the program to, to re-up was to get your blood pressure checked. And when they checked my blood pressure, he's like, well, man, you're in great shape, man. You got the b- blood pressure of an 18-year-old. And um, But whenever I go to my general practitioner for my checkups and things like that, my blood pressure is just there. It's about like stroke level. They're tripping out. And so they've put me on a blood pressure medicine to and I, and I keep telling them, I'm like, look, it's because I'm here at the doctor. Y'all are poking and prodding on me, man, and this got me half wigged out. So that's the reason why, man. I'm all like, and they're like, well, it's been like this last two or three times. I'm like, it's because I'm here, man. Y'all are poking on me. <laughs> it's your fault. So, um, so anyway, um, I had my prescription uh, was to be refilled last week, and. Um, when I went to the pharmacy, they told me, they said, man, we are having trouble getting this particular name brand of your blood pressure medicine, which is absolutely like the, the lowest milligram possible. It's just something like the beginner, basic, whatever. Um, and so what we need you to do is to call your doctor and have them prescribe you a different name brand that we might be able to get better. Well, I mean, I, I mean, hell, just regular, just random check. They're like, oh man, oh yeah, man, you're you're healthy as a damn eighteen year old, and and but yet I'm still having to take this this medicine. Take that shit. You know why I do it? Guys, something similar happened. Y'all been worried about my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, I hadn't checked it in a while, but I felt fine. But uh, Saturday morning, I was there at the center, and the people who work at at the center come in about six in the morning to get things, you know, get things going. I went up there and asked one of the girls, would you find him checking my blood pressure? Yeah, no problem. Sit down there and put it on. She turned it on. She goes, well, that cannot be right. I said, why? She goes, it's 161 over like 119. She goes, you should be having a stroke right now. And one of the other ladies there who, who usually checks it for me, she goes, I know what your problem is. I said, what? She goes, you've got white coat hypertension. I said, I don't I don't mind going to the doctor's. She goes, it don't matter if you mind or not. She goes, when you go to the doctor's at hide, I'm like, yeah, I was with my pulse. She's like, your heart's fine. She said, you've got white coat hypertension. I said, but I'm not, I don't get nervous. She said, it don't matter if you're nervous. Your heart think your heart thinks something's going on. Some, there's some kind of anxiety underneath there. She said, I think you're fine. She said, if you're 
if your blood pressure was really that high all the time, she was, you'd be dead by now. Your heart would be exploding. I wouldn't take some, having low blood pressure is pretty bad too. If your blood pressure is really fine, you shouldn't be taking a blood pressure medication. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that now every single doctor, regardless, I mean, across the board, whether it's dentist, eye doctor, general, whatever, all of them, you know, I tell them up front, man, look, I'm, I'm, I have high anxiety about going to the doctor. I, there's lots of times, lots of times I don't even sleep the night before. Dang, dude. Just because, you know. Have um, you always been like that from the time you were young? Since, since I was about four years old. I mean, I, I I remember. I mean, I was they, I was in the hospital back then, way back. Um, they used to put you in the hospital overnight to have your tonsils taken out, tonsils and adenoids. Oh, okay. And when I was four, having this done, um, they had they brought you in the night before. You spent the night and had the surgery like at six the next morning. Well, that day you get there, they want to do blood work and all this stuff like that. Well, me being a four year old. My mom's sitting on the side of the bed with me. The little lady, little nurse comes in. Of course, I'm already, I don't want to get it done. But so she sticks me four or five times in one arm. Can't, can't find a vein. Oh my God. Comes to the next arm, hits me two or three times. And by this time, man, I'm having a come apart. You're done with it. I, I, I was done with it, man. <laughs> yeah. Plenty. Before the needles came out. Plenty before. Man, then mom was like, look, man, you got one more time. You try one more time and that's it. We'll leave. We'll, I mean, you ain't hitting them no more. You know, so they got this old lady to come in. Of course, right off the bat, she gets it. And ever since that point, ever since that point, dude, every doctor I go to, man, it doesn't matter what. I have, I have, I told my mom, I mean, I could be just like dripping snot and coughing and whatever, man, as a little kid, be like, I'm fine. Don't take me to the doctor, whatever, you know, whatever, man. I'll go to school. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll write the report anyway. I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I have I have high anxiety, and I know that's where it stems from. Yeah, for sure. But oh man, that's um, I've I've never had an issue with going to the dentist, going to the doctor. I don't like going. Yeah, especially the doctor. Dentist, I don't. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, I doctor. I don't care. Um, I hate going and sitting in a waiting room, and then getting put in getting put in the little waiting room till they come in and say, "I hate that." I'm like, man, I got better things to do than sit at a doctor's office. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate the whole process. Um, you know, you know what China's like, very strict and, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of censorship and whatnot. They've started changing the endings of old movies. What? And they did it to one of our favorite movies, Fight Club. No, come on, man. They changed Fight Club up? The first rule of Fight Club in China, don't mention the original ending. The second rule of Fight Club in China, change it. Change it so the police win. China has some of the world's most restrictive censorship rules, with authorities only approving a handful of foreign films for release each year, sometimes with major cuts. <clears throat> Among the latest movies to undergo such treatment is David Fincher's 1999 cult classic Fight Club, starring Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Film fans in China noticed over the weekend that a version of the movie newly available on streaming platform Tencent Video was given a makeover that transformed the anarchist, anti-capitalist message that made the film a global hit. In the closing scenes of the original, Norton's character, the narrator, kills off his imaginary alter ego, Tyler Durden. Also your... your My <laughs> Also your alter ego, uh, played by Pitt, and then watches multiple buildings explode suggesting this character's plan to bring down modern civilization is underway. 
but the new version in China takes a very different take. The narrator still proceeds to kill off his kill off Durden, but the exploding building scene is replaced with a black screen with the words, the police rapid, rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all the criminals, successfully pre- pre- preventing the bomb from exploding. It then adds that Tyler, a figment of the narrator's imagination, was sent to a lunatic asylum for psychological treatment and was later discharged. <laughs> oh, this is just wording that they yeah, put they up just, there. It faces black before the buildings explode, before the pixies start playing Where's My Mind. It faces black and just puts up, please call them, don't worry about it. We took the narrator, we took them away to a lunatic asylum. You know, oh the, the government wins again. That's nuts, man. Did, yeah. I mean, did they end with a gong, too? <laughs> Some shit like that. Ding, 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 ding. That's become a lot of big a lot of big stars. I don't get a lot of flag for it. John Cena does messages in Mandarin or Cantonese or whatever to China because the WWE has worked so hard to get into the China marketplace. You're talking about 2 billion people that you're trying to sell stuff to. So John Cena does ads all the time in Chinese. Holy Talk about how glorious the Chinese government is. LeBron James defends the Chinese because the NBA is so big in China. Hmm. You know, when they had the whole thing about the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong protests right before COVID kicked off and the rockets, the Houston rockets owner said, you know, we're not going to bow to what the Chinese want. He got all kinds of shit for the NBA was like, give him five. I think he ended up quitting. Or getting fired or something over it. It's, it's got to the point now where the corporate interests have overtaken the human rights interest. You know, China is not a not a great place to live no, no, at all. No. If you value any kind of personal freedom or personal identity, um, there was there was a there was an MMA guy over there. I can't remember what I'm about to send you the video of it. Um, he's pretty much dedicated his life to root, rooting out these fake martial artists. And of course, in China, martial arts are, are very connected to their national identity. Mm-hmm. You know, their spirituality has got a lot to do with it. And so these fake drunken monkey Kung Fu masters who can like make energy balls or who claims to make energy balls or whatever, have all these little students and stuff. He challenges them to a fight on TV and just punches them right in the jaw and knocks them out. And then they're like, oh, he was cheating. So, and of course, they use social credit in China. Do you know about the social credit system in China? I've heard of it. You've heard about it? Yeah. Little things like jaywalking lowers your social credit. Things things like speaking out against the Chinese government drastically lowers your social credit. Anything against the government at all or being a bad person lowers your social credit. So this guy's now, now the social credit. <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, th- does that affect your ability to get loans and loans? Like- get it where you where you can live. Wow. What kind of transportation you can take? Everything. Hmm. His his name is Mad Dog. That's his 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 fighting name. His is so low. He could only take certain trains that went way out of the way. So he had a match scheduled like in Beijing or something. Or, uh, or I forgot where, where was that. I think it was in, in Beijing or maybe, maybe Shanghai. But he was only able to get on a train, on trains that were going way out of the way. He had to travel like 72 hours by train 
in a single hard seat, not being able to sleep. Because with his social credit, he couldn't buy like a direct train ride in a nicer compartment. That's all that. That's all he could do. So he's they punch your. It comes up on your ID or whatever, and they scan you, whatever, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 you can't. You got to take that one." Yeah. And so uh, he traveled like seventy-two hours to get to this fight with no sleep. Walked in there and just knocked this dude on his ass. And changed government's like, no, it was a draw. It was a draw. So go back home now. It was a draw. It was a draw. This this is this is where I get where I don't want to share my ID. This is this is where my libertarian side comes in. Why have I got to show my ID for fucking everything? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean shit like that. That is that's crazy. I'm not a, I'm not all about the the social score gimmick. That's that's stupid. Uh, like their social recognition, they have they have uh, facial recognition cameras all over China, and so they can recognize your face and apply it to your government ID they have in the database and lower your social credit that way. They see you throw a piece of gum on the ground. Or try to jaywalk. They're like, oh, we got him. Lower his credit score. Golly. That's terrible. It's horrible. That's terrible. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, it's just talking about MMA. Um, this weekend, um, well, you've got some. You got some no, perks. go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, uh, Namagomedov has started his own um, fighting company kind of like the ufc oh i had or, no idea about or, that or bellator it's called eagle um <clears throat> excuse me eagle fighting or eagle eagle something because he's the eagle right and um and i think this weekend kicked off the uh the the premiere of it so they have uh they so a big part of what they're they're promote or kind of i guess advertising is higher fighter pay Mm. Or something because in the UFC they've they've had a lot of controversy on how the fighters get paid versus how much money they're bringing in and stuff like that. So a lot of the uh, UFC fighters over the past say eight or nine years have gone to Bellator, right? Which is kind of the the number two, I would assume, um, to to where they get up a higher pay. Well, now um, Madoff has has started his own fighting. Uh, brand and he's like we're gonna pay pay these people so he's trying to recruit like all the ufc talent you know to come over well of course chael sonnen the um you know he used to be a fighter now he's a commentator stuff like that they've got him on board he's like, a fighter commentator no he's, he's a commentator i was like damn he's, he's, he's getting back at it he's, he's anchoring um part of their uh part of their stuff i did see where um they have uh, they have several several people that have uh, that have been UFC stars that are that are coming on over. Well, are they going to base it out of the U.S. or are they going to do it in Dagestan? Because damn, I don't think that it's going to be over there. Okay, <clears throat> I think this was a U.S. U.S. based fight. All right, so um, that'll be okay then. <laughs> See Chell going over. Yeah, uh, over to like Azerbaijan trying to get these. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think it's all over here. Well, good. Now, if it's if Chell's involved, I'm involved. I want to see it. He's, a, he, he's, he's such a good commentator. He really is, man. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of angles, uh, you know, from a fighter's point of view. That of course, you, you great know, knowledge of, of fighting. Yeah, but just the the shit talking that he can do. Oh, yeah. It's so good. He, he can he can talk off the cuff so easy. Yep, yep. He's really smart. Uh, uh, Naganyu defended his title and won, yep. won a decision this week. 
Uh, he's in the new Jackass movie. Yeah. Did you see that? I have. I've not seen the movie. You see the I've, preview though. I've seen the preview. They told. They told one of the guys he's going to be hit get hit by a lightweight. Yeah. They bring up Francis Nagani. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> have you seen him since he cut weight so much? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw the. I saw the. I saw the fight. He was a big, bulky guy, and now he is just shredded. Yeah, he's lost like so much body fat. He's a monster. Absolutely, he's a monster. Uh, matter of fact, he own, he has the uh, the world record for the hardest punch. Really? Did you know that? Uh. Uh-uh. So um, the uh, part of the part of the Jackass movie um, clip that I saw he was talking about was was this guy one of the guys uh, was going to um, wear a cup and a jock strap and let this lightweight supposedly hit him in the nuts. Oh no. So Oh a, no. Around the corner comes Francis Naganyu, this big 6 foot 5, 250 pound ape of a man. I mean absolutely it's one of the just a huge human being. If for anybody who don't know, this guy was literally raised in a salt mine. Yeah. At 5 years old he was working in a salt mine in Cameroon and escaped. And got to France, and from France got to the U.S. to start fighting. The, the dude's a beast. He, he literally dug his way out of Africa to become a star. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the guy. Um, so they were they were talking about uh, this record that he holds. And I've heard Joe Rogan. I've heard other people talk about this the punching power that this guy has. Uh, Rogan said that uh, his analysis um, of the information that he had would be his punch would be the equivalent of a 12 pound sledgehammer slung from overhead hitting whatever object. Oh fuck dude. The now what they said in jackass was a Honda civic going at full speed hitting something would be the same. would be the equivalent of one of his punches. Now I have no idea what I saw Honda civic. I mean, you know, I guess they're maybe like 70, 80, 70, 80 miles an hour, but damn, you're talking about a, you know, 1500 pounds yeah. moving that quick. Uh, but a 12 pound sledgehammer. I mean, that's a damn big ass piece of metal and you're slinging that shit from overhead down, you know, and, and calculating that force coming out of a human being's punch. And, you know, obviously, man, it, it was, uh, you know, the guy on jackass is wearing a cup. Yeah. You know, but you but the 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 video that you see of this guy taking this punch, man, I mean, he literally leaves the ground <laughs> when Francis hits the guy, he leaves the ground and falls backwards. You know, um there was a small commentary afterwards, man. He was like, Well man, it was the, it was the worst pain I could ever I could ever Well touch. yeah, no shit. It's like it hit, hit the dick with a sledgehammer. I mean, what the fuck, man? You gotta be just you're an idiot to even try that shit. You know, Steve O was like, I mean, when they were ver- first pitching, uh, Francis coming and doing something, he's like, I don't care what it is. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> he goes, and then when I found out what it was that they were going to do, he goes, I'm glad I didn't get it. I'm glad I didn't do it. I was like, oh my gosh, man. I can't wait for that movie, man. I know it's just so. Well, I think me and Tink's going to watch it next Sunday. I'm off. Oh, really? If, if y'all want to go, y'all can come with us. We have talked about it I think it we're going to do it on Sunday morning. We've talked about it at work. Um, you know, all, all the guys, you know, want to get together and, and definitely go see it one of the, one of the days off. So for sure, man, we're, uh, we're all just, uh, 
anxious to see, you know, it's, it's, it's 13-year-old boy humor. Yeah. You know, but guy, guys that are just absolutely just getting smashed, you know, and doing something stupid. Well, I saw an article that Johnny Knoxville got brain damage this time from, God. from one of the stunts. Well, yeah. you're, you're, you're damn near 60. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, you and him are we're not, you're not close to 60. But he's got to be in his 50s by now. I mean, you would hell if he's in his twenties. Physically, he's in his fifties and sixties. Sure. <laughs> I mean, damn. Think about all the hits that guy's taken over all these years. Mm, yeah, I mean, getting I, hit by cars, running into signs, doing everything. Yeah, that's just some stupid. It's so shit. rough. But you know, me and me and Tink were talking the other night. Um, I was, I was sitting there reading something online. Oh, it was it was a guy talking about how he's like, you know, I don't have any friends. He's like, I, know I have work associates, but I'm away from home. I don't have any friends anymore. And I just feel kind of hopeless. I read, read it at the tank, and she's like, God, that's awful. I said, well, most, a lot of guys nowadays feel that way. I said, girls have got friends everywhere. Women can make friends just because woman power. They're all together. We're all in this together. We're all in it together. Whatever. You know, it's great. But she's like, she said, do guys feel that way? It's like, well, of course they do. You know, we need somebody we can talk to. You know, we're lucky enough we have our our group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've heard of so many guys going through this. Man, I'm I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's that's sad. I was like, yeah, it is. I said, but people don't give a shit because it's a guy. He's fine. Yeah. He's making more money, supposedly. You know, we're, we're, we're very lucky, um, you know, and I, I know we've talked about this before, you know, to have our um, group of friends and, and, and stuff. And, and early on when I was uh, getting to know Miss Alabama, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I was telling her that um, I've got several little pockets of mm-hmm. friends, you know, our little, our little pocket of friends. And then, you know a different pocket that I have just with different acquaintances, you know, or different, you know, different environment, you know, have, have you know, just people you grew up, up in, with, people yeah. you went to college with, you, yeah. know, you have those little, yeah, yeah, just little pockets of friends. And, um, and we were, we had a, we had a conversation, you know, early on, you know, about how a lot of people that we know don't keep in touch with anybody they ever met in college yep. that, that don't have anybody other than people that they work with or, you know, how a long lifelong friendship is, is just not part of who they are. You know, they're not really friends with, you know, their family, you know, they think, Oh my gosh, they're so crazy. And I can't, I don't like to hang out with them. You know, I mean, we're, we're really fortunate to have good family, mm-hmm. good friends, you know, and, and, and make friends relatively easy, you know, versus a lot of people, you know, it's just an absolute blessing. Well, I think a lot of guys, they kind of put themselves in that spot too they get caught up on what's going on online and they, they lean on that. Well, when your friends say, I'm tired of playing this game, playing something, well, I don't want to play that. Well, then your friends are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is so tied to being online. They're not having any face-to-face interaction at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think a lot of that happens more in high population areas, a lot of cities, you would think that you'd have more friends than in a bigger city, mm-hmm. but a lot of folks get into a bigger city and they're afraid to go outside. You know, that's one thing we have here in a small community mm-hmm. as 
as nerve wracking as it can be sometimes putting up with some of these people around here, if shit goes sideways, we're going to help each other out, you know, and especially our friends, you yeah. know, we kind of know everybody in town, especially you, you'd be a small business owner, especially a restaurant in a small, in a small town. You get a lot of people coming in that place. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of selections and you're one of the few places to go. Mm-hmm. You get to meet everybody, mm-hmm. not even just from the town, from the communities outside of town. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks don't have that interaction anymore, right. especially working from home. Right. And especially like Tink works for a company based out of another state. She knows people, she knows people through the computer, you know, she's still, fr- she still has friends locally also. But, you know, I said, you know, I never hear you talk about, she'll tell me like about some her manager says it's funny or somebody else, one of the directors. She's like, you know, I really don't have interaction with coworkers like I did when I worked in an office. And I think that's going to become, become a big problem. Um, I, I mean, working from home is convenient. I, I see the, the upside of it, but having no physical interaction at all face to face with a coworker or a boss or something, that I think that's what I'm wind up being a problem. It's going to hurt, hurt, hurt some folks socially. It really will. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's uh, just like we've talked about earlier, you know, with, with people showing up for work and, and not have ever had much social interaction, you know, or anything like that. The gamers that are all online, everybody's doing that stuff is exactly what you're talking about. You know, <clears throat> everybody's having this this online life and uh, you you lose the ability to interact physically with somebody new, especially somebody new. You know, because, you know, when you have a headset on and you're looking at a screen or you're doing something like that, man, it's easy to be anybody you want to portray. But when you're face to face, you know, you have to, you know, you got to be you. Yeah, you got to be you or, or back it up in one way, you know, or another, you know. Um, yeah, it's 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 really it's it's we're, we're very lucky that we didn't grow up in the in the touchscreen age. Yeah. You know, we've we've adopted it. You know, it's, it's been introduced to us. Um you know, in life, but, um, you know, plenty of times, you know, I mean, if you were just a kid, you know, or growing up or whatever, you know, I think I told you the story, you know, early on, uh, back six or eight years ago, man, there's a group of guys in, in the, in the restaurant, you know, and, and they were talking about, um, what would I say to some, what would I say to a girl? You know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, in person, you know, what would I say? But they were asking you this? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to give guys, you know, lead them in the right directions, you know, especially younger guys that maybe not have like a, you know, a, a father figure or whatever, don't have uh, some male advice, you right. know, of, of some sort, you know. And I always tell them, you know, hey, you take it or leave it, whatever. But, you know, you just go up and just say, hey, you know, and just be yourself. I mean, it's just another human being just like you, you know, I mean, just go up and say, hey, or just, just. You know, be yourself because that's something that you want to do. You want to be with somebody that you could be yourself with, you know, and stuff. But anyway, now, a lot of guys, they go, we've talked about it a million times. Guys see girls online and think that something is unattainable. You know, hell, they're, they're a normal person just like you on, on, a, on Tinder or Bumble or Facebook or, or whatever you see them on. I, Miss, Miss Alabama was talking about her kids seeing Instagram. Why can't I do that? You're getting the highlights. Mm-hmm. You know, you see somebody's profile picture on, on a dating site or on a social media site, you're seeing them at their peak. <laughs> you're seeing, they're not going to put something on there that, yeah. that's lesser, that's, that's less than, than great. They've sifted through 100 pictures exactly. to get that one. I saw some influencers. She said for one picture on Instagram, she takes 5,000 shots of it. 
to get the one that she like. Are you that self absorbed? Are you that so much into yourself and your quote brand that you're gonna sit there and take five thousand pictures to get just exactly right one? That's a shit ton, man. But I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that the fact that they're taking just obscene amount, you know, of of oh, she showed her camera roll how many she took of that one yeah. one pose to get just the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, guys need to realize that women are are just like you. They have the same insecurities. They have the same faults. They have the same upsides. They have ever. They're a human being, just like you. Their shit stinks. Their farts stink. You know, there's gonna be times when they're happy. There's gonna be times when they're sad. There's gonna be times when they feel good. Times when they're when they're sick. You know, and you've got to learn to accept a person if you can even talk to one for all their faults, no matter what it is. You know, I just happened to think, I heard a guy that they talking about having true friends, and I you know there's and then. Me reading that, read me reading that tank. Um, you know, that's very rare now. I'm seeing it more and more nowadays that friendships just aren't what they used to, what they are, what we have here. Mm. A lot of folks don't have like an actual true friend that if something goes sideways, they can call and get some help. Or if they do, man, it's a very small number, very like one person or yep. two, maybe two people. But you're right, most people don't have that, that, that support. You know, of, hey, man, whatever you need, I don't care. Middle of the night, I don't give a shit, man. I'll get up and go get it for you or go do it for you or help you out. And however, you know, whatever. That's, you know, I, we're, we're um, you know, just growing up and have known each other, man, for decades now. I mean, you know, we're we're very huggy, you know, people, man. And, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I hug people, you know, it's just part of who I am. And, you know, so I'm uh, uh, that for sure you know, is even farther on out, you know, oh, having sure. any kind of yeah. physical touch God. with anybody, you know, I mean, shaking, shaking a man's hand, you know, we talked about Rube earlier, you know, and that man had a, he <laughs> had break a, your hand. <laughs> he had a huge grip, you know, uh, but it was a man's, he's a man's man for sure. And, um, quiet guy, very quiet, very reserved. Yep. But when it came time to nut up or shut up, man, he was, yeah, he's going to show you. Yeah. And I mean, you know, of course, he had no interaction, you know, online or anything like that. No. But uh, didn't want it. Didn't want it. No, he wanted to be off the grid. But a lot of the kids today, you know, um, don't even look look you in the eye when they talk to you, much less shake your hand or give you a hug. You know, hey, you know, glad to see you or whatever. You know, I just feel like, man, all that just builds and compounds and just shows people. You know, not only am I saying I love you and you're my friend, but hey, man, if I'm hugging your neck, you know, I'm also showing you that, hey, man, I. You know, this is this is my way of showing you also, you know, shaking a man's hand and looking at him in the eye and, and just some small things are slipping through the cracks now because everybody's online. You don't shake people's hand online. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I know the first time I met you, I shook your hand. I kept asking for a job, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to come work for you. You're like, well, I'm kind of full right now, but I'll see what I can do a couple weeks later. When can you come to work? Like tonight? Did you call me? It was like one night in October. I just got in for helping grandpa with something. You're like, hey, man, you want to come to work for me? When can you? I was like, oh, God, give, give me time to get a shower. It'll be a better night. You know, I was there at 3 o'clock, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, I don't think, not speaking great of myself, but you don't see a lot of motivation like that. They're like, no. oh, give, give, give me about a week and I'll be ready. Let's yeah. get on it, man. Yeah. Let's make some money. Stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about today, tonight, whatever it is now? <laughs> Man, there's all sorts of stuff, man, that's been going on the last couple of weeks. You know, I know we had things we didn't talk about last show. Um, 
I was I was wanting to get your input, man, real quick. Okay, Ooh, I ain't no hurry. I didn't know if you had anything else going on. No, no, no man. I, I, you know, we had talked about uh, the Magomedov and stuff like that. What's just kind of like your overall view of the whole Russia, Russia deal? Oh, the Russia Ukraine thing. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Uh, well, number one, I don't even know what it's about. I, mean, I, I know Russia has has invaded the Ukraine numerous times through the years. Um, I don't know what they got their panties into much now about. Um, of course, you know me. I think there's there should be no reason for war in this day and age, unless it's like a blatant attack from another country. You know, um, we've 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 got too many ways to have dialogue now and have diplomacy. We can't work some shit out. Uh, if your country's wanting to be an aggressor, well, you, you're going to fuck around and find out. When you're a big country trying to pick on a small country, you need to hold the fuck up. Um, Because that little country may have some big friends. So uh, I, I, I was talking to Helen Tink. I said, does Russia not realize that, that NATO is behind Ukraine? I mean, you're talking about the big, the biggest superpowers in, in, in the world. You know, the U.S., you know, you know, the U.K., Germany. Big, big powers are behind them. They're not going to put up with that shit. Um, I think China's even told Russia they need to back the fuck off. Really? Yeah. And see, that's you know, Russia's part of part of a, a an alliance to call BRICS. You familiar with BRICS? Mm-hmm. BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, um, India, China, and Syria. That, that's the that's the BRICS alliance. They do a lot of trade together and whatnot. But that ain't shit compared to NATO. I mean, America has got a bigger military budget than the next, like, 19 countries behind it. And 18 of them are allies. So, what the fuck are you going to do? You know, I'm not in favor of big military actions, but it's nice to have the guns if you need them. Hmm. Am I right? Sure. You know, I think we could trim that military budget back some to, you know, like, Help people with mental health, feed some starving kids. That'd come in handy. Um, I think it's. I think Russia's going to fuck up. They're already backing off now. I saw something today about they're trying to get talks going again. Look, they can talk about if you're being if you're being the one wanting to invade, you need to sit your ass down. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good. Russia needs to just calm the fuck down. Y'all got a lot of land, and most of it is snow. I'm sure y'all love polar bears and pierogies and everything else up there, but y'all need to calm the fuck down. Uh, you get Putin the fuck out of office. He's nothing but a warmonger. He's a holdover from the Soviet Union. He's nothing but bad news. He's get the fuck out of there. Um, Russia and the three Ps, polar bears, pierogies, and Putin. <laughs> and snow. They have snow, too. <laughs> a lot of snow. Uh, uh they uh, that's I got that from Rounders. You know when they're playing, those two Russian guys are sitting there, and Edward Norton's like, "I'm sure y'all talking about snow and pierogies, but shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, uh, Russia just needs to calm the fuck down and just and just relax. Go make some more nesting dolls. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, they're going to try they're going to try this shit with every one of their old satellite countries. It's Ukraine now. You know, and then it's going to be Estonia and Lithuania. They're going to try to gobble back up all the land they had during the Soviet. We grew up during the Soviet 
times yeah. more than I did. I remember the wall coming down mm-hmm. when I was like five or six. You know, but you you grew up during the height of the Cold War, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was in high school when all that stuff went down. Yeah, I know. Uh, Grandma talked about like the pictures of the Russian people um, picking like the paste off the wall to eat underneath the the wallpaper because they had no food. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, Yakov Smirnov. Remember him, the comedian, mm-hmm. back in the eighties. He was a Russian immigrant um, in the eighties. He's got like a a theater in Branson now. He's a comedian. Um, he talked about on uh, your mom's house podcast. They were talking about they had him on there to interview him, and he was able to get out because he ended up like he ended up getting on a Russian cruise as a comedian, like working these Russian cruises. And somehow or another, he got where he could get out of the Soviet Union. So him and his mom and dad moved to the U.S., like to New York. Well, his mom didn't know what to do because all she'd done for the last few years was get up at four in the morning and go wait in line for bread. Damn. She's like, what do, what do I do? He's like, just stay here at the apartment. She's like, but I, what about food? He goes, you can go to a store and buy. He took her to a store and she was blown away. I can get any of this? All I want? He's like, yeah, go for it. Wow. And to have that disconnect in your mind of, well, I've got to go wait in, in line and see if the government gives me anything today. What a shitty life to live. Mm-hmm. You know, how blessed are we? We can go to the store and there's 15 different kinds of mustard we can pick from. Yeah, I'm a mustard fan. <laughs> Or hot sauce or barbecue sauce. There's not just one government-labeled barbecue sauce. Look at stores in Cuba. Like like their canned tomatoes. It's a shelf full of canned tomatoes, and they're all the same brand. That's crazy. You know? Well, there's no capitalism to to, to encourage anybody to do anything different. There's no there's no kind of of competition. Hmm. The, The government can't stand a communist government can't stand competition. Cannot stand it. They've got to be the top of the pile. And the only way, to be, only way to stay at the top of the pile is to have no competition. Stamp it out. Yeah. And, um, yes, yeah, so he, he told his mom, he's like, we go run up the DMV and stand in line all day if you want to stand in lines. There's, there's lines down there all day long. You know, but, yeah, she was blown away that they could just go get food, whatever they wanted. Didn't have to wait in line all day long hoping to get a piece of bread. You know, what a what a horrible life to live. That is crazy. Toilet paper allotment. <laughs> I'm serious. They had they got one roll a month. You better make that shit what? last. Yes. Ah, oh, golly. Get me the water hose, man. We'll take care of this right quick. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's I would, I would hate to I'd hate to see the the Russian people turn back into a Soviet Union. That'd be such a, a horrible life to live. Yeah. You know, when when the revolution happened over there and they walked into the churches and took down their, you know, the Russian Orthodox is, is a beautiful religion. Like the, the inside of the, the cathedrals and stuff are gorgeous. And they use icons, the big pictures, the big icons of Mary or Jesus or, or St. Peter, whoever. When the revolution happened, they walked into those cathedrals, cathedrals and people's houses, took those icons down and put up pictures of Stalin or Lenin or whoever. In the church? Yeah. Religion was outlawed under communism. Government's number one, man, yeah. in everybody's hearts. I guess that's like North Korea, too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same. It's a communist country. Whew. It's yeah. rough to think about, ain't it? 
Yeah, that's that's it's a I, big dose to to eat. That's pretty terrible. And think about people who that when Kim Jong Un died or Kim Jong Il died, um, they did like a parade through the cities with a big picture of him on top of the car, and people were like crying and stuff. People got arrested for not crying hard enough. What the fuck? You didn't hear about all this? I, yes, I cried yes. hard enough. They they weren't they weren't uh, grieving for the great leader enough, so they got arrested and put into a prison camp. Holy smoke! No, I never heard of that. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, but shout out to Kim Jong Un. You see him? He's lost a lot of weight. Mm-mm. Yeah. He must be. He must have got on that commoner's diet in North Korea where they didn't eat anything. <laughs> so he's dropped some pounds, son. Really? Yes. He's gotten skinny. No. I'm, yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Get on that peasant diet. The peasant diet. Damn. No, I mean I haven't. I haven't really kept up with him lately. Yeah. Um. But yeah. It's it's sad to think about living in a in a totalitarian society like that, whether it be a communist or fascist or anything else, to be you know bent to the will of a government. And if and, and they're you know, threatened with death in China now, if you get caught with pot in China, they hang you. Yeah. What? <laughs> There's no tolerance, man. I'm telling you. Dude. You get caught with like a couple grams of pot, and it's through the gallows, son. Public hanging. Wow. I wonder if they let you blow it out, man, beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a pipe and a lighter. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows on the network. Also, be sure to check out our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with promo code HANGO. And also check out MyDelta8.com. Harpoon, I love you, man. I love you too, baby. All right, man. We'll see all y'all out there next time. I love all y'all too, and we'll see you. Bye.